And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. While safety is first, style is a close second when it comes to cool crutches. Designed and developed by Amelia Peckham and her mother, Claire, cool crutches came to be after Amelia's accident in 2009 when she was thrown from a quad and suffered a spinal injury. It was her injury that inspired her innovation. Thank you so much, Amelia Peckham, for being here, for sharing your story today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so here's the thing. It's interesting how injury can inspire innovation. Today, Amelia, please take us back to October 15th, 2005. Please share what happened that day. So I was a student at university. I was 19 and I had gone away for a weekend with some friends um, and we were in the middle of nowhere in Scotland. So there was no phone reception. It took like two hours to get to where we were staying. Um, anyway, we woke up in the morning and loads more people were coming for the weekend that evening. But we were like, we don't know where we can go. Can we go for a walk? Can we do this? Why don't we go and have a look before everyone else gets here? Um, and then we quickly realized it was really in the middle of nowhere. And the only way you were going to get anywhere was either in a car or on some sort of bike. Um, anyway, one of the people I was with said, there's a bike, a quad bike in the stables like let's go and get it and see that will save us loads of time we'll just be able to go straight down the track and see what's there anyway so we got on the quad bike um and on the way back one of the girls said i'm gonna sit uh on the back do you want to drive back and i was like yep fine i'd never driven one before but it was pretty much fairly self-explanatory so i was like it should be fine but it was a tiny track with a huge drop into a river um, and as we were going back, there was a massive pothole, which we slowed down. I slowed down, uh, but very sadly, when we hit the pothole, the quad bike jumped and one wheel just slid. So down the hill we went um, and I jumped off it, thinking that was a sensible thing to do and rolled down the hill. Uh, and unfortunately my hips got stuck on a rock and the front of me kept rolling. So I effectively snapped in half. Um, and luckily everyone else on it, there were three other people on it and they were all fine. And one of them ended up in the river with it on top of her. So from that perspective, it was incredibly lucky. Uh, I unfortunately broke my back. Uh, so I smashed a vertebra in the middle of my back um, and instantly lost all feeling and movement from my waist down. Um, so I was airlifted from the side of the mountain four hours later to A&E um, and then from there I think it was about 12 hours later that they said this is not I thought I'd broken my ankles this is not a quick fix you are going to be in hospital for a really long time we don't know if you're going to get your feeling back in your legs so from that point it kind of started what was six months in hospital multiple operations. Uh, I had a bone graft from my pelvis, uh, which went into my back um, to fuse the bones back together. Um, so the consultant told me that someone, it looked like someone had taken a hammer to a meringue when he got the MRI results. So I was like, I mean, what, but again, I had no concept of spinal injury. I had no idea. 
I knew one person that had had a spinal injury and she was walking three days later. So I really didn't have a clue. Um, but yeah, I was very lucky in that my injury was incomplete, which means the spinal cord was damaged, but it wasn't severed. So there was hope that some would come back. Um, and the doctor said, we think you'll be able to physically walk, but whether that is independently or with calipers, which is when they put braces from your hip to your toe, uh, we don't know. We think you will definitely need a wheelchair and you may be able to walk with crutches, but we can't guarantee it. So that was kind of, in a nutshell, the prognosis. Wow, 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 wow. And how all of that, just in an instant, um, your whole life was was, yes. was so different. Um, you know, so so let's let's fast forward a bit now. Let's fast forward to a couple of words, uncomfortable and mm. unstable. Those are the two words that you do not want to use when you're describing uh, walking aids. Yet this these were the, the terms that you used to describe the crutches that you were given five months after your accident as your journey with crutches began. So here enters cool crutches. <laughs> uh not only did you design a product that provided the physical support you needed but the style that you wanted as well please share the story of cool crutches regarding form and function so once i'd had the kind of prognosis and this is what we think is going to happen they said you have three to six months in which your swelling will go down in your back and you will start to get feeling a movement back in your legs and we anticipate it being three months max six months but by the end of that period you will know what your disability or ability is going to be permanently so i was 19 and thought i'm not hanging around for any longer than I have to as soon as I can get up and get into a wheelchair I want to be in physio I want to do everything so I started doing that and it was very much in a wheelchair and then it got to a point where they said you can stand in a frame and anyone who's done it will know if you've been flat for months on end you can't just sit up in a wheelchair and off you go you have to go onto a tilt bed and they slowly put you up a bit more every day and that takes a couple of weeks and then so the process from getting from flat on my back to standing was probably three weeks um, and it was so slow, but it was necessary. And then it got to a point where I could stand for, you know, half an hour. And they said, right now the time comes to put one foot in front of the other and try and walk. So I was like, great. I had a walking frame, uh, two bars that I would just go up and down. And then once that had become comfortable, then the next step was crutches. So I got my hospital crutches and I was putting nearly all my weight through my hands. So much like an amputee would or a double amputee I didn't have the feeling and the movement in my legs to be able to support myself so it all went through my hands and very quickly got huge blisters on the palms of my hands and all along this bit and ironically after less than a week of using crutches I was put on bed rest to wait until my hands got better and I obviously was devastated because I'd spent so long getting to a point where I could use crutches and then it was back to square one that my mum said, there's got to be something else. There's got to be a crutch or something we can wrap around the handle or something that means you don't have to wait and then go through the whole process of tilting, etc., to get back onto your feet. So 
we started looking, we spoke to all the physios, we spoke to anyone that would listen to us. Everyone said, well, these ones were quite good, these ones were quite good, but it very quickly became clear there was not a solution to the problem, um, which at the time we thought was very simple, but at the same time, I had a very unnormal, abnormal injury. Um, not many people having had an accident like mine would end up on crutches. So I was slightly thinking from a selfish point of view, this probably isn't a massive idea. It's probably just something that I need. So we kind of went down the route of, we'll just find something to get me back on my feet as quickly as we can, and then we'll see what we want to do. But I had a year out from university, which meant I wasn't going back. I wasn't gonna do anything apart from hospital appointments for a year. I had obviously moved back in with my parents, which having been out for five years to go back in was a bit of a shock for them and me. Um, and I think mum was very much like, we need to find something that pulls us out of when's the next hospital appointment? You still can't feel your toes. Can you feel your knee? You could yesterday, you can't today. It became less about my progress and more about something else. And when people ask, which they always do, it would mean we had something to talk about that was positive. Um, so we got the best crutches we could find and multiple pairs of what we thought were good. So one with a comfy handle, one with a non-slip rubber tip, one with a cuff that meant I could open a door and it wouldn't fall onto the floor. Um, but none of them had everything. So we then decided we needed to find a supplier that could potentially make them. Um, and we did eventually find one. And that's kind of where it started. We got a prototype done um and brought it back into hospital i took it to physio and they were head to toe black which i really liked i thought no one's going to ask me any questions they're very subtle no one will you know they're smart they look expensive they're great and everybody said they wanted them uh where had i got them from and could they buy them and then about three days later when we'd I'd wheeled around the whole hospital asking everyone and anyone to have a go they said, well, actually, I'd really like them in red, or could you do stripes, or could I put a football team on them? And that's where the whole idea started to build. So one, we knew there was huge demand, and there were people in hospital with me who were spinal injuries, there were strokes, there were people living with MS. It was, you know, cerebral palsy. There were so many different conditions that I had no concept of. And then suddenly I was like, we have, a problem we have the solution and we have an enormous amount of people who want them tomorrow so let's do that and mum was great and said we'll do it together you know we've got 12 months let's go for it so we did that and it was very much a kind of get the product sorted get it ready to go ready to be sold saw the most basic website ever uh it'd be hideously embarrassing if anyone saw it now <laughs> but uh and then yeah we sold out the first load that we bought and sorted were gone within two weeks and that was just from word of mouth so then we just kept doubling the stock and doubling the stock and doubling the stock and we did i think we launched with five colors so it was like pink blue black black and white spots and leopard print and yeah, it, the, the patterns went mad. And then we also found a way that we could personalize them. So you can have pictures of you and your family. We've had people write like they did on casts when people break their arms and they write, you know, mm. get well soon. And loads of people have written notes to say, like, we're thinking of you. 
We can put those all over them, uh, football teams, cats, dogs, grandchildren, you name it. But it started as something really small for people like me, which is a very tiny proportion. And then we realised there were millions of people living with mobility aids long term. Um, and there wasn't an option to make sure that they were. I think this is the biggest thing is that, you know, I needed them to be safe. I couldn't. And I wasn't someone that was sta stable on their feet. I was someone that probably should have been in a wheelchair, but was adamant that that first six months I wanted to make sure that I could walk because I knew. And it's still now I will be in a wheelchair. It's a question of when. But I think trying to delay that for as long as I could. But them being safe was something that just didn't seem to be a priority. Either you got something that looked great and hadn't been certified or you got something that looked awful, but medically speaking was brilliant. So for us to know that they've been health and safety tested, they're CE certified, they are checked within an inch of their life and then they don't look hideous means that yeah we've bridged the gap between functionality safety and style so yeah that's it pretty much well it's it's incredible and i love that what started with you became a use case for so many other people um you know so what you built with your brand offers those in need of walking it's a chance to reflect a personality as you say with all this customization and so to do that before a disability or injury. So to say it's not just the disability yeah. I'm dealing with, but I am a whole person outside of that and to not belittle the disability at all, but all, but to speak to the personality that was there before and will always be there um, now and, and moving forward. Uh, so and also I think that there's a huge, and you know, we launched Walking Sticks in 2019 and that was a bit of a kind of Yes, it's a natural progression, but at the same time, it's a totally different market. And I think more so with walking sticks than crutches. I, I don't know why. I think they should be like glasses and that you wouldn't walk up to somebody wearing a pair of glasses and be like, ah, what happened to your eyes? <laughs> like, you just wouldn't say it. So, it, but it's really weird if someone sees someone with a walking stick, whether they know them, they've met them, they've never met them, they will always go, ah, what happened to your leg? And you're like, what? You can't, I mean, and also so awkward because I very much don't mind being asked because yeah. I come from a place where I had zero concept of disability, spinal injuries, long-term anything. And I think I've learned so much now that I'm like, I almost have a responsibility to talk about it because of what I do and what I've been through. But, but you know, you, you shouldn't really be asked about your medical history standing in the line for paying for your groceries do you know what I mean like you should yeah. just be able to go about your business but right. what having something colorful and fun has done is stopped the <gasps> what happened and turned it into <gasps> oh my goodness where did you get that from so yeah. very much like in every sense the business has been from something negative turning it into a positive everything we do is problem solution based so if someone comes up to you and says what have you done and you feel awkward and then they feel awkward when you tell them that's eliminated because they're then looking at 
oh my gosh, you've got leopard print or like, oh, it might, you know, a man came up to me yesterday and said, oh, your phone matches your stick. And I was like, well, that's quite embarrassing. I hadn't even noticed, but I was like, yep, it definitely does. And he was like, that's so cool that you can have something that you obviously, you clearly like, you've got it on the back of your phone. And I was like, yeah, but it just changes the whole conversation around disability and puts the premise back on, I am a person who minds about what they look like, who lives their life in a very normal way, just supported by a mobility aid. Um, but it is, you know, there's a huge amount of respect for someone who's got a stick with something fun on it and isn't going along on a sort of clickety clickety one. I think everything about it makes it better, I hope. Yeah, well, absolutely. And just again, to speak to, you know, because it wasn't that you made the walking sticks in the beginning, it started out with just the crutches, correct? Yeah. And then there was that evolution. So what I think is so beautiful about your stories coming from, you know, you and your own personal injury and creating a product. And then as you evolved and moved through your journey, the product also evolved as well and continued to grow just as you have. So I think that's really, really beautiful. Um, you know, I'd love to, I guess I'd like to close this way. I mean, for those who feel that they are constricted by their disability, what advice do you have for feeling less restricted? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, the way I look at it is that life is not linear and it is not straightforward regardless of who you are and horrible things happen throughout your life unfortunately 99% of the world would agree that something is going to come along and be a hurdle that you do not want and you have to get over it I think for me in the same way as losing someone you love or going through a divorce or you know losing your job or going on a horrendous date it's all relative and I think where disability comes into play you have to focus on what you can do and what you have got because my whole thing is everything now is probably the best it's going to be and actually realistically I have to expect that hurdles are coming towards me and how I get around them or over them is what's going to make me cope or happy or sad, but it's not gonna stop the hurdle coming. And I think as soon as you can change your mindset, which I know sounds really dippy hippy and you know woke and awful and everyone will say, don't be so stupid, but I think you have to just live your life. Things are not going to go 100% according to plan, but you can change how you cope, you can change how you react and you can change how you move forward using them in a positive way and the more you can you know it doesn't mean oh you know i my back is agony and i can't move i i'm still gonna go to work oh how lucky am i it doesn't mean that it means don't do anything today you write it off you have a bad day but when you've been to sleep you wake up tomorrow morning it's a new day you forget about that and you move forward knowing that you're armed to prevent it happening again. Does that make sense? I think it's very difficult to live with a disability because it is 24 seven, but at the same time, as soon as you adjust your way of thinking about it and looking at what's coming, it doesn't become such a shock and it doesn't become so debilitating when things go wrong. You just think that's it. I've done another one. 
behind me, I'm going that way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And what also makes sense is, is what you'd said earlier as well, just like changing that narrative, right? So when people yeah. come up and see one of your sticks, it's, like, it's not like, oh, what's wrong with your leg? You know, it's like, oh, that's really cool. And so how can we change our personal narrative um, as we help society change yeah. that narrative as well? So and also we'll keep doing it and keep trying to spread a message. And, you know, we've built the most amazing community on social media that means that they see it and they go oh, that's me you know when i had my accident there was not one person visibly doing something in the public eye that had a walking stick that wasn't you know on their deathbed and on the front pages because they were now in a wheelchair because everyone was worried about them there are so many people now and so many companies and the the world is changing and i think that the easy thing to do is look at what you can't do, look at what isn't visible and look at what's depressing. The, the better thing to do is look at the change that's coming and it's there and there are people like me that are living completely normal lives, wielding a walking stick. And I think it's, it's that, look at the positive, focus on what you want and go for it and don't let anything or what anyone says or anyone thinks affect you because you have been through more than that you've got it here you just keep going well that is beautiful and oh. <laughs> you are beautiful your brand is beautiful this is a beautiful oh, conversation that i'm excited to share with the world <laughs> oh thank you so much thank you so much for taking the time today thank you amelia for helping all of us just become a bit more aware now thank you so thank much. you so much for having me that was so nice thank you Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.